Happy Monday, everyone. Josh is back with Unbothered. Today, ESPN released a quarterback council, and what that is is 10 ratings uh, that they give a quarterback. So grading a quarterback based on these 10 ratings, I'm going to get dig into that because I do find that a very fascinating kind of what the experts think of, you know, your throw power, accuracy, touch, pocket presence, all that. So I get into the four quarterbacks that were ranked number one for different categories. And then I'm going to give you my top ten quarterback list. So I factor that in. I factor the eye test. A lot of people have come out with their quarterback ratings and tiers uh, recently um, since the NFL top 100 list of the athletics quarterback tier list. So I'm going to give you mine. And then college football, they officially released the AP Top 25, uh, which is the ranking of truth until, I think, week nine, the college football playoff rankings. So for right now, it's AP Top 25. I react to that list as well. But before I get into all that, briefly, I want to talk about two deals that occurred today. The first and most noteworthy being Ezekiel Elliott has signed a deal with the New England Patriots. Yes, he is going to New England. He t- tweeted 1-5 going live, which was in reference to his number. He wore at Ohio State 15, so he's going to switch number uh, to the Patriots. It's a one-year deal. Uh, he is signing a $3 million base salary, a $1 million signing bonus, and could up and could be worth up to $6 million. So that is a one-year deal that um, he signed. I think this is a good move for both teams. I think for Zeke, he's not going to be the workhorse anymore. Uh, Last year, he kind of split the snaps with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard was a more explosive. But Ezekiel was brought in for some of the short yardages and for some meaningful snaps. So I think this is great because Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots is their number one option. But under him, they didn't have a ton of depth. Uh, they had uh, Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, uh, Ty Montgomery suffered an injury. Uh, they had Elliott. But, you know, signing Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is going to be uh, a decent move for them, uh, especially for a team that likes to have a running back by committee where they just don't have one focal point in the backfield. I think that benefits, you know, both Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, Again, I think this is a good move. It's a good deal as well, considering Zeke is past his prime. He's no longer the first team all pro pro bowler, but he was years ago. His last elite year, you know, was 2019 when he had, around 1,400 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns. Since then, it's been a steady decline. 2020, 900-plus uh, yards. 2021, 1,000. This past year was his uh, career low, 876 yards. Uh, still 12 touchdowns. So I still think this will be, you know, I think it's good for Zeke going to this team, I think it's good for the Patriots. So all in all, I think this is a win-win uh, for both teams. 
but still it doesn't move the needle for me a ton on the Patriots and where I think they'll be going. Again, this won't increase the win total, any odds, uh, but it is a solid pickup for them. Then the next uh, deal was actually a restructured contract between Zach Martin and the Dallas Cowboys. So if you remember, Zach Martin uh, has been holding out because he wanted a new deal. He was scheduled to make $13.5 million this year and $14 million uh, next year. So the rework deal uh, gives him about $18 million this year and $18 million um, next year. Again, he's been a consistent All-Pro, probably be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest offensive linemen ever. Um, he wanted to be paid at the top tier. So Quentin Nelson for the Colts, Chris, Chris Lidstrom are about, you know, 20 million. So this puts them just shy. So again, it's not record breaking, but it does get Zach Martin out of that hold up, hold out and back onto the field uh, to play, protect that Prescott, which is huge. Uh, he was serious about holding out and not playing games. If he didn't get that deal, uh, you know, this offensive line, this team, that would have affected um, the win total there. But I think Dak Prescott's happy about that. He wanted him to pay the man. Jerry Jones was reluctant. You know, he said, we need money to pay Micah Parsons. So we'll see what they scrounge up. But Zach Martin is staying a Cowboy. And I think that is big news uh, for Cowboys and especially uh, for Dak Prescott. So now I want to talk about ESPN's quarterback council. Now, again, this council is 10 category ratings. They have a certain category of 10 categories, and they rank the uh, quarterbacks um, 1 to 10 in those distinct uh, categories. So I'm going to go through them all. Again, there's four quarterbacks that have a number one, are number one in most 10 ratings. Josh Allen is number one in one rating. Joe Burrow in three ratings. Mahomes in five, so half of them. And then Lamar Jackson in the last one. So you look at arm strength. Uh, Josh Allen, this is the one where he is number one. Mahomes is close to two, Justin Herbert three, Aaron Rodgers four, Trevor Lawrence five. Uh, all respect that. Then, you know, you get to Anthony Richardson six, a rookie who hasn't played a game yet. Uh, Jalen Hurts seven. I don't think he has the strongest arm. Uh, and then you have Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. And I don't know if I put Ky- and, uh, Lamar Jackson in there either. Again, I think uh, Derek Carr and Joe Burrow definitely should have been candidates to replace both those guys, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Accuracy. Now, accuracy, Joe Burrow was number one. This is another one I totally agree with. Uh, He is the best of the best when it comes to accuracy. Now, Joe Burrow, to me, you know, has been – Tom Brady 2.0 because he is, you know, the accurate, the calm, cool, 
uh, under target. You know, he's never like off target where his throws where it's like, wow, that was a bad one. His completion percentage has been great since he's entered the league. And then behind him, you have Aaron Rodgers at two. I agree with uh, Mahomes at three. Uh, Tua at four. I might have switched Tua and Patrick Mahomes because even though we don't think of Tua as an elite quarterback, a top ten to me, Tua is an elite, accurate quarterback. Justin Herbert, Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith is uh, fine because of his you know very accurate and great year last year. Same with Kirk Cousins, Stafford, Prescott, and Jalen Hurts. I probably would have had Josh Allen instead of Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott has thrown a lot of interceptions. Now Josh Allen's turned the ball over as well, but he's still a very accurate quarterback. Next one is touch. So with touch, it is about uh, the ball uh, getting there with the trajectory in a tight spot or a back shoulder fade, depending on the type of throw. And that one is Joe Burrow. Two Aaron Rodgers. Again, I agree with both of those. Back to moments at three, I agree with. And this one is kind of the same list. Two of four, uh, Justin Herbert, five, Jalen Hurts. The only one that's different is Jared Goff is in this list, not Geno Smith. Mechanics, so this is your throwing motion, um, and, you know, your fundamental, your follow-through footwork. Joe Burrow is one. Again, I agree with that. Aaron Rodgers is two. I don't know if I would agree with him being that high forward. Uh, Patrick Mahomes at three as well. I don't think their mechanics are that great. So, you know, I shouldn't say not great. I don't think they're that elite. I think that'd be the better um, one. I think Jalen Hurts, his mechanics have gotten better. He's not in the top ten um, either. So that one to me uh, is interesting, but you still want elite quarterbacks. in I probably would have dropped Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes uh, beneath Herbert, you know, Prescott, and Lawrence, and he's right around there with the the Allen, uh, Josh Allen sort of mechanics. Field vision. Now, this is the ability to read defenses, schemes, coverages, uh, identify blitzes, and number one's Patrick Mahomes. And I agree with his ability to read a defense is elite right now. Two, Joe Burrow, I believe that is the case right behind him. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Herbert. Six, Hurts. Seven, Lawrence. Eight, Tua. Nine, Dak. And ten, Matthew Stafford. I agree. That is a solid lift right there. This one is decision-making. So avoiding turnovers, protecting the football. Now, Mahomes is one and Joe Burrow two. I would have flipped uh, this one. To me, Joe Burrow takes the safer throws. Uh, whereas Mahomes does make some, uh, you know, great, you know, no-look passes and all that. But this one's decision-making, not forcing the ball down the field. So Mahomes last year was his best year of doing that in years past. His decision-making wasn't, to me, elite. And uh, even this year, a game against the Colts, I cost him against, he again, he progressed. But I think Joe Burrow is a touch better decision-maker. Uh, with the football, I think Aaron Rodgers is well uh, better than Mahomes. I would have had them one and two in Mahomes at three. 
The rest of the list I'm fine with, you know, Hertz, Herbert, Goff, uh, Gino, Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen, Tua. Now, compete level and toughness is the next one. So your bounce back ability, how uh, you can take a hit. Mahomes is one. I agree with that. Josh Allen at two. I agree. He's also a very tough um, quarterback as well. Joe Burrow, three. Hertz, five. Hertz, four. Herbert, five. Prescott, seven. Uh, Rodgers, eight. Pocket presence is next. Mahomes has one again here. This is how you operate in a pocket, you know, ability to sense and avoid pressure. Kind of have a sixth sense in there. Um, Patrick Mahomes at one. Totally agree with this one. Joe Burrow is tied for second with Aaron Rodgers. That's another one I'm totally fine with. Herbert, Allen, Hurts, Prescott, Tua, uh, follow them. Rushing ability is next, though. This is for not only design runs, option reads, but, you know, scrambling ability as well. One Lamar Jackson. Um, I agree with that because once it goes off script, there's no one who can really catch him in open space. So I'll give him that one there. Uh, Jalen Hurts at two. Uh, his rushing ability this year I thought was really good. Justin Fields at three. Same way I feel about Hurts. Uh, he was elite this year. Uh, Josh Allen at four. I agree. To me, he's the best dual threat quarterback because his arm is so much better than Lamar Jackson's. Uh, even though Lamar has better uh, rushing ability, I prefer uh, Josh Allen more with his combination of both uh, rushing ability and throwing a football. Uh, I might have had Joe Burrow. In this list, I know he's not a rusher, but at the end, you do have Trevor Lawrence. I probably would have put Joe Burrow at 10 in this list uh, because Burrow does scramble in some situations as as well. So, again, you one of those two guys, Herbert or Lawrence, I would have dropped in favor of Joe Burrow. And lastly, it's second, a reaction... Ability, so quarterbacks that just won't always sit in a pocket and throw darts, but kind of coming off the edge, running out of a pocket, uh, you know, to make those off-platform throws. Patrick Mahomes at number one. Totally agree with that one as well. Josh Allen at two. Uh, Rodgers, three. Lamar, four. Tied for fifth. Herbert and Joe Burrow. So I do agree uh, with that list there. So, again, with all that, you have Josh Allen had one number one rating spot, Joe Burrow at three, Mahomes at five, and Lamar at one. And I would have had Joe Burrow and Mahomes switched at one. So, to me, it I think should have been 4-4, four, four, but rest I am totally fine and okay with. So, with that being said, I'm now going to give you my top ten Quarterback list, and to me, there is a divider between the top five and the six through ten spot. So starting off, we got number one. So number one, without a doubt, it's Patrick Mahomes. He has won two Super Bowls, uh, two Super Bowl MVPs, two league MVPs. Uh, absolutely fantastic year last year. Uh, he is kind of the unanimous player. Uh, number one and expert number one 
as well. Uh, to me, it's just crazy right now if you don't have Mahomes as the number one quarterback, uh, not just based on his skill set, but based on his accomplishments as well in the league. You factor those two things in, and he is the clear-cut uh, number one. Number two, I think it's a clear number two as well, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a number two. Uh, to me, again, I think he's more technically sound than Patrick Mahomes. I think I like him better as a uh, thrower of the football. We're just talking about that ability. He has been great. Uh, he's led his team to big games. He's uh, gone to a Super Bowl. Um, back-to-back AFC championships. One win, one loss. Same with Patrick Mahomes there of the past two years. Great team around him. But you got to get the football to the weapons. And he does exactly that. Number three. Now, to me, you can change three, four, five up however you like, but to me, I have Josh Allen at number three. Uh, and again, he had both one rating for throw power, uh, but to me, you can't underestimate him. When he is on, I don't think there's a more dangerous quarterback in the NFL. And we've seen signs of that, and we've seen long stretches of that, too. Unfortunately, we've seen stretches of not great uh, with Josh Allen, where it's just uh, okay. But if Josh Allen can put together a longer stretch and be dominant, like he's shown in the past he can be, he can win a Super Bowl, and he can be right back into that conversation uh, for uh surpassing Joe Burrow at two and having the conversation be again about Mahomes and Josh Allen like we thought it was going to be and not Mahomes and Burrow like it currently is. Four, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has accomplished so much in this league, you can't just discard him. Uh, Last year wasn't his best year, but again, he is uh, getting older. We realized that last year he dealt with uh, injuries. As well, he I lost his number one and favorite wide receiver, Devontae Adams, um, as well. Lost his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. So, on, uh, you know, went through a lot of changes. But I do think this year with a better offensive system, maybe not the offensive line, we'll see about that. But I think this can be a resurgence uh, sort of year uh, for Aaron Rodgers, uh, for people to say, hey, Don't forget about me yet. Five, Justin Herbert. To me, I just laugh when I hear people say that Justin Herbert is not a top five quarterback. I also laugh when I hear uh, things like Justin Herbert blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs because, uh, A, he didn't blow the lead. He didn't throw any interceptions in the second half or make any stupid plays to where Jacksonville got in the game. It was a bad game plan. Uh, play calls, way too conservative. Um, so, to me, that loss isn't on Justin Herbert. So, when I hear things like that, uh, it's crazy because Justin Herbert, again, in that quarterback council, was ranked consistently in the top five of all those ratings. Uh, to me, his throw power is, you know, it's up there with Allen and Mahomes. Uh, his decision-making is good. His ability uh, to throw the ball into tight windows, his touch is really good. So I think Justin Herbert is right there. Again, the playoff success is lacking, 
which is why I have him at number five. But to me, Joseph Herbert's talent is undeniable. And I think with Kellen Morbitt here as offensive coordinator, we're going to see somehow a better version of Justin Herbert, which I don't know if that's really possible or not. But I think we're going to see a better Justin Herbert somehow. Number six. Uh, six is Jalen Hurts. Uh, so Jalen Hurts, to me, I think had the biggest one-year improvement based on recent memory, um, considering where he was at in a ugly loss in the wild card round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Didn't look good for Jalen Hurts. Again, he was a second-round pick. We thought maybe he's just not the guy. Uh, where some first-round picks like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, you give them some time to grow, you know they're going to be good. They got the talent. But Jalen Hurts, we didn't know, but he really ascended. They got him A.J. Brown, strong offensive line. They drafted Devontae Smith. They have a game plan tailored for him. He fits right in uh, with the Eagles. Uh, He takes that system up a notch, and that's why I have Jalen Hurts at six. I truly think... He is a great quarterback, and it's not just a one-hit wonder, a one-year thing. He's going to be great and have his team on the same spot consistently at the end of the year. Seven, Lamar Jackson. Now, seven through ten was was tough for me. One through six was easy. Uh, You could have put Jalen Hurts in the top tier if you wanted, but if you just want to separate one through five, I had that. Seven was tough. So Lamar Jackson, I had it seven. Now, he won an MVP. He's done that before. One playoff uh, win, though. All the guys ahead of him have won more playoff games. Uh, So that's why I've knocked him. Because, again, the one playoff win uh, is striking the injury history as well. When he's on the field, he's electric. The team wins a lot of its games. So I have to give Lamar a the seven spot. Trevor Lawrence, I am putting at number eight because, again, he's a very good quarterback to me. He's like Peyton Manning uh, 2.0, where he's this great draft prospect, great arm, uh, command of the team, prototypical quarterback you want. And in his first year with a real head coach, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer was not a real head coach. Trevor Lawrence uh, was fantastic. Led them to a playoff win over the uh, Chargers uh, in a very gritty, tough loss uh, to the uh, Chiefs, uh, which is a game they could have won and played a little bit better. Number nine, Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff, especially this year, uh, was fantastic. Again, these are my top ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now, uh, not historically career-wise. Jared Goff is number nine. He's a really uh, good quarterback, his poise in the pocket this year, uh, his uh, throw power delivery, and again, not uh, throwing interceptions, the uh, mistakes cut down on. So Jared Goff, I think, is right there at nine, fits in with the Detroit Lions. Um, winning record, nine and eight, could have made it to the playoffs again. Shaky start to begin the year, uh, but I really thought he should have been a pro bowler this past year. And then 10, Matthew Stafford, yes, he's won a Super Bowl, has had one great season, but last year injured. Uh, so, again, I consider him a good talent, 
But outside of that one year where he struggled with the Rams, the surrounding years around that right now have been rough for Matthew Stafford. So that's my top 10 quarterback list in the NFL right now. So moving away from the NFL, moving now to college football. So last week, the coaches poll uh, was released. But this week, the AP Top 25 came out, which will be the rankings of truth until, again, the college football playoff comes around. So on both polls, Georgia and Michigan are two. But in this one, we have, again, a clear-cut favorite. It's not as clear. Georgia had the majority of the vote, 61st place votes. They have a kind of clear-cut number one right now. I get that. But in the AP poll, unlike the coaches poll, coaches poll two through four was close. In the AP poll, Michigan had two first-place votes, and they're the clear-cut two. Now, they're a decent amount behind Georgia, uh, but they are well ahead of Ohio State. They're more ahead of Ohio State um, than Georgia is ahead of them. So Michigan is clear-cut at two. Then you have Ohio State and Alabama at three and four, respectively. Ohio State with one first place vote, and they're only two points ahead of Alabama. Those three and four are really close there. And the drop-off between Alabama and the fifth team, LSU, is a lot. So to me, you have the clear-cut four. LSU is there at five. USC closely closely followed by at six. Another drop, Penn State at seven, closely followed by Florida State. A decent drop, then Clemson, closely followed by Washington. And then you have the rest, you know, out of the top ten that are, you know, in their cluster there, like 11 through 15, really. But there were two changes between the coaches poll and AP poll in the top ten. The first being in the coaches poll, Alabama was three with four first-place votes, and Ohio State was four with one. In the AP poll, Ohio State was three with one first-place vote, and Alabama was actually four with no votes. And I get them having no votes. Again, I'm not a fan of this Alabama team, so I'm fine with them uh, being that low. The other change in the top ten was in the coaches' poll. Tennessee was number ten, and Washington was eleven. In the AP poll, Washington is number 10, and Tennessee is actually number 12. Texas is ahead of Tennessee. And I get that one. I think Tennessee uh, losing Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, some of that explosiveness on offense. I get not having um, Tennessee there. Washington is their quarterback, Michael Penix. Um, So, again, I think Texas will be good as well. But the AP poll... Looks very promising for the top seven teams, uh, considering this uh, fact that I read earlier today, is that his, since 2004, every national champion was ranked among AP preseason's polls top seven, except Auburn in 2010, which started number 22, and Florida State 2013, which started at 11, so all those teams had to start in the preseason top 25. So what does that mean? History is saying that either Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC, or Penn State 
will make it. And to me, it's always safe to play it like that. But you look at that, you look at Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. Those three teams are not making it to the college football playoff, making it to the championship game. Uh, you could eliminate one of those, um, and you'd have six. Same with Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Three SEC teams. Three SEC teams are not going to make it. Two could be the most, so you go down from six to then five. USC, I think, will make it. So then uh, you're going to have an outlier of, you know, the SEC Big Ten combos. Uh, I think there's either going to be two SEC and one Big Ten USC or two Big Ten, one SEC, and USC. My early uh, prediction is it's going to be Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, and USC. Uh, that could change. I'm keeping it fluid. But just based on the history from what I've read, um, those are going to be my four teams. It's really interesting, uh, too, because LSU plays Florida State right away. So that could really change it. LSU could really tumble down because they'll still have to play Alabama if they somehow win, play Georgia in the title game again. Uh, so Florida State, again, if they beat LSU, they still play Clemson a couple weeks later. So this top seven uh, could change, you know, within the first few weeks or so. But that's how I'm initially looking at it. I think this college football season is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. I like how Michigan is ranked two. It's deserving. Georgia one, Ohio State three. Again, I don't have any major gripes. I am just ready to watch football. So this has been Unbothered. I'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.